Hi there, my name is J. Scott McMillan. I'm the author of Be the Hero of Your Life. I'm also a NLP certified life coach, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 220 of Chasing Dreams. Man, I don't know where the time has gone, but it has flown. We are already into the fourth month of the year, which is crazy. It is no longer tax day, has been pushed. So you're lucky there. But at this time that we're recording this, Scott and I are in the midst of sheltering, most likely, during the coronavirus. And hopefully you guys are safe where you are. So I'm excited because when Scott's name came across my desk and he wrote a book and here it is, guys, um, and I'll have the link to it. I knew it would be a good fit. It was something that kind of hit me and I was like, you know what? Yes, because what his story in his book resonated with me and my journey and my dream chase. And I thought, man, if somebody could capture it the way he did. And it was almost like an epiphany. Like um, you remember I told you about Tanisha Warner's book. This is the same kind of thing. So I want you guys to check it out. And Scott, I am so thankful that you were able, we were able to make schedules work for you to come on. And you've done an amazing job with this book. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for having me. Well, I want to ask, when you wrote this book, one of the questions I typically ask folks, and this book seems to show that you went through something to kind of get to it. When you were young, Did young Scott know what he wanted to be? And does that match with where you are today? Or did you go through your own journey to figure this out? Yeah, no, I had no clue what I was going to do. I actually graduated with a degree in psychology. But I went out into the work world. I got into business and I became an engineer. And I have the passion to learn. So I spent a lot of time going through my journey. But as I was really struggling, is when I sat down and the book started to kind of come to life... And at that point, I realized that my, my passion really was kind of coming full circle back to my psychology degree in helping other people understand how they can get unstuck like I had done. And because my passion for learning is, and I also was a, a training a, a advisor in corporate, I learned to basically gather lots of good information, study, and put it into basically a format. So the book format, it, it fell out in, in good detail because I was really trying to figure that out. And I thought, I, I bet I could help other people. So yeah, kind of full circle to find my dream for sure. Yeah. And there's a parallel to what you went through and what I went to, through in the sense that we both had careers at some point that weren't and aren't what we're doing today and what we are kind of passionate about or what's kind of brought us to it. And what's interesting is when we talk about this hero's journey, that seems like what uh, the hero in your in your story what we'll talk about in a second goes through as well. And so what's interesting to me or the curiosity I have is if I had your book when I was younger, when I was in my twenties, would I have gone through the same things I did today or would it have been different? You know, it's like, what, how does that work? Do you think? 
Yeah, I think it's interesting. I, oh, I'd love to be able to take credit for that, uh, probably. But I do think <laughs> that we all take our journeys no matter what. Um, I do think that what I tried to capture in this book, though, was a model, a, maybe a new way for most people to look at their life in general. And it, it helps guide you to different parts of your life and understand what you were going through at that time. And I found that when I did this and I put my life into the 12 stages of the hero's journey. We'll talk about that in more detail, but I understood myself better than ever before. Mm -hmm. And I really understood what I was today based on what I've gone through. And what that did is it gave me the courage then to know I've done it before. I've had my ups and downs. I've been a hero before mm -hmm. and I can do it again. I just had to figure it out and get the courage to move past my fears and go forward. And really that's the essence of the book. Now, there's one thing that may uh, hold people back who are listening now, and it's the idea and thought that they aren't a hero, that their life is too mundane, they're way past the age of being able to do this, that it's too late for them. And I just want to kind of clear this up, because um, I think you can't clear it up. What do you say to them who think, yeah. you know, it's too late, I'm past, it's yeah. expiration? Well, the interesting thing about the the hero's journey and, and the hero archetype really is what that is. It 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 conjures up a lot of what we see in stories. Mm. And but what it is is that we are just like all the heroes. And if you look at a lot of movies, the way it starts off, actually, stage one of the hero's journey is what's called the ordinary world. This is where the hero or the character of the story is just living their ordinary life. They're just hanging out, doing their thing. They don't know they're a hero, they don't want to be a hero. They're just living their life. And then something happens to them, usually that pulls them in, into having to become a hero. So I would say is that we're all non-heroes at, at some point in our life, but we've all had to become heroes because we've had to fight through issues in our life. Yeah. So don't get hung up on the word hero. It's really more about I've come through things. I've faced my fears. I've mm -hmm. come through things. And we get stuck in life and we forget that, you know, if you look back in your life, we've all come through stuff. We just forget about it. That's absolutely true, guys. I want you to take a look because also it's a workbook. This is something you can work through to figure it out for yourself. But for those who uh, don't have the book yet, let's talk about this. You talked about phase one and you talked about, I'd like to kind of get give these guys an idea of what you do to help them as they're trying to figure out their journey, their purpose, especially those who are struggling, those who are stuck at home now. Y'all got yeah. time. <laughs> what can they do? What what is yeah. What is this? So, so let me briefly just talk about the hero's journey, why, what it is you know, in, in basic. So a guy named Joseph Campbell, back in the 30s and through the, the 70s, uh, was a mythologist. And he studied all the great stories of the world and all the cultures as far as back you know, as, as, as stories go. And he realized that they all have one basic theme. And that's this theme of this character or the hero that we follow through the story, through the arc of the story. If a story is put together like that in these 12 stages, which he, he figured out, uh, you've got a really good story. And the reason it's a good story is because it resonates with all of us. We, it's how we all go through life in a, in a certain way. And so when we watch movies, that's why we love watching movies so much, because it really is the story of us. And so what I did is when I looked at that, I said, wow, let me put my life into these 12 stages. And so, as I mentioned, stage one is the ordinary world. So I, I looked back and I said, well, where did I sort of start? And you can create your hero's journey any part of your life, from the span of your life or just a component of your life that maybe a, a year in, in your life where you went through all these 12 stages. The first four or five are really important. Uh, the second is 
a call to adventure. So this is, at, you're in your ordinary world, something happens and you are called then to act, to face your fear, to get out there and do something else. The third stage is refusing the call. So most of us are scared. We don't want to change, right? Who mm-hmm. wants to change? Nobody wants yeah. to change, right? And, and it's fear of the unknown. So we refuse the call. So if you think about movies, typically there's always a scene where something haps- happens in the hero's life and they don't want to go. So Every time. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Star Wars fan. So in the very first Star Wars movie, you got Luke. Luke, in the ordinary world, he's sitting there on, on the planet Tatooine and he's He's wishing he could go join the resistance and fly, but he's stuck there, you know, doing this. And he's looking out on the twin suns, you know, wishing he could go somewhere. Well, then, you know, the the empire comes and, and kills his aunt and uncle or whatever. And he's forced to go out there, but he doesn't want to. He's scared. He doesn't, you know, he's like, well, I don't know if I should do this. Yeah. And he, he refuses to call for a while until he meets the mentors, which is stage four, who teach him the skills that he needs to then go on his journey. So we all have people in our life, the mentors that help us face those fears or they give us some tools or skills that we can finally cross the threshold, which is stage five, into that unknown world. Mm. And so the first four stages are this preparation for the journey. And it's so if you go back in your life, there were times in your life where things were happening and they were preparing you to take the journey. And they were hard and they were preparing you. And then at some point you had to go against the grain, step out of your comfort zone and jump into that unknown scary world, which all the heroes do in the movies and they face the unknown and they learn skills and they've got to then battle the dragons, right? And the the evil ogres. So just just a quick point, guys, if you're trying to figure out where your hero's journey is, you may not have already said and gone against grain. You may not have already said no to, you probably said no to the call, but you probably haven't found the mentors. You probably haven't done that yet. This is a process. This is a, 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 a this is a, a process. It's going to take time. It's going to be things that you have to identify. So just keep that in mind. You may not have right. gone through it yet, but this is what you should or could be doing. Yeah, and you can think of it in multiple ways because you could, depending you know how what age you are and what you've gone through mm-hmm. in your life, uh, you can use like my my hero's journey was what I wrote about was a span of about fifteen years and it started when I turned forty. Mm-hmm. Well, I had lots of life before that. But that was sort of my ordinary world. And I could go back now and, and write a hero's journey on that part of my life. But I chose to write it on this very significant point in my life from about my 40s to 45, uh, mm-hmm. 50. So uh, it, you can also have multiple journeys too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it really just depends on your life. But each one is going to teach you a lesson. And you may be able to combine them and so on. But what I try to help people do is that use this format because we're used to movies. We understand movies. Right. I like to use a lot of examples of movies in the book so people can understand that, uh, you know, what is stage three and, you know, this particular movie, this hero did this. Mm-hmm. If they can get over this hero thing and understand that the hero is the terminology for Hollywood and for the movies, um, we're just our ordinary people, but we can do extraordinary things that are as good or better than any hero we see, uh, you know, in the movies. But the thing is, right, we are the hero of our own life. Yeah. So that's it, what it comes reason- down to. Figure, figure it out. And that's the thing is yeah. that the exercise in the book will guide you to start to think about that. And and when you embrace that, it's really about, I can do it. You know, I can just, I can do it. Yeah. So we got, we get through the preparation. What's the next phase? Yeah. So now you're in the journey phase. And so this is where in, uh, in movies and stories, the hero is honing their skills. Um, they are fighting battles. 
they're learning things. Some they're going to get defeated. Some they're going to win. But they're still moving through this journey. And so on our personal level, this is where once we faced our, our fears and we've jumped into this unknown world, it's going to be hard, right? We don't have a lot to prepare. So we've got to prepare and hone our skills. And that would be things like reading books, taking classes, going to therapy, learning, journaling. Yeah. Learn. Yeah. We've got to, we've got to be a little bit introspective and learn. And then these skills can then apply to now we're going to go ahead and we're going to face this next battle, whether, you know, it, it's a new job that we want to get, or it's a, a new skill that we want to learn. And so we're going, we're going through a journey. So that's the third phase. And that is the journey phase. Then what's interesting is the last four stages, the, the return phase, mm-hmm. is we finally find the treasure. So in the movies, the hero is going to win the battle, find the treasure, win the girl, whatever it is, he's going to conquer and defeat the enemy. And the treasure is whatever you know, they're going to gather and bring back to the village. So in personal life, this is now we learned the lesson that we needed to learn. We've overcome that lesson. Now, maybe we got the new job. Maybe we uh, you know, got the, into a new relationship. And so we've sort of conquered some of that fear and the, some of the problems we have in the past. But the most interesting part of the hero's journey is finding the treasure is stage nine. And there's still 12 mm. stages. So on your return home, just because you got the, you got the gold, there's danger. Someone's out there going to steal that gold from you, or you're going to drop it, or you're going to lose it, That's or you're going to find another gold. That is going to test you to see, do you really deserve this? Did you really go through the work to become the hero of your life? I find that really fascinating. And when I learned about that, it put things in perspective because people think, oh, I'm going to do this work and I fixed it. Now I'm good for life. That's not how life works. We're going to be continually tested. And so even in this one journey, you're tested one more big time or maybe a couple different times before you finally pass those, those tests. And then you finally return home in, in, in stage 12. And at that point, you've earned the right to say, look, I've, I've been through this journey. <laughs> I've gathered all these skills and I've conquered this and I've gotten home safely. And then the cool part about stage 12 is now your job is to tell your story, to bring the riches of whatever you learned. You know, in the movies, they would bring the gold back to the village or they would bring the tales of great adventures back to the village. In our personal life, we are using the skills that we learn now to help others. It's almost as if we've now transitioned into mentors ourselves because we've gone through this journey. We've gone through the battle and we can now sort of have the right to, in a correct way, mentor other people. So yeah. that's what we're talking about stage 12. Uh, and, and I love it, guys. And, and, he, and there is a diagram of all the stages in there. And so what I love about this was when I was reading it, I recently, I think, came to an epiphany about my own life and even just the last, we could talk about from 2007 on, but even just 2013 to today, I think there was a journey and I was thinking about it recently, I think triggered by reading this, was that I went through a lot of things trying to figure out where I am today, right? Trials and errors, things that worked, things that didn't, uh, podcasts that came, podcasts that went. And recently someone had asked me a question. And I was like, why are they asking me how to do this thing? And I realized if I hadn't gone through the trials and errors that I had done, the tribulations, the fights, and then kind of returned to this point. And it's like, I saw that journey, that Mm. call of, hey, you should podcast. No, I tried it. I said, no, that was my first. And then the second podcast was a big success and it went through the journeys it did. 
I wouldn't be there. So you can, it's surprising because you may not think you're a hero, but you're a hero in your own life. And when you look back at it, you go through these stages that Scott's talking about. You go through them. And it's only when we look back and take a moment to actually reflect on your life and the things that you go through that you can pinpoint what he's saying. Otherwise, we just take it for granted, I think. I mean, yeah, I, I like that. And, you know, so it, like, I mean, when you started doing podcasting and it was a little bit nervous and you mm-hmm. kind of refused all for a little bit. And then finally you get the courage to do it. And it's after that that it all kind of really changes. You're yeah. still on the journey. But once you kind of make that first big move, yeah, that that's the crux of it. So the the... The interesting part about it is the book is almost kind of in two book, two parts. The first part of it is clear about the hero's journey and how you can take that and understand yourself. But when I got finished with that part, I said, okay, I know myself really well, better than ever. And I understand really who I am, but I still want to get over here to, you know, to Z. I'm an A and I, want, I need to get over here because there's things I want to do in my life. But I know myself better, but how do I do that? And then I went on a quest, put my research hat on again, to figure out in my, in my case, what's the best way to find your dreams? Mm. And so what I realized is that I had to do a little bit more work on my limiting beliefs. And I realized that most of the problems that we have in our life that sabotage us from getting where we want to be is because we have a, a, a limiting belief that was probably started when we were children. Can you explain what a limiting belief is for some yeah, people? So this, yeah, it's a, it's a belief that, so it, it's a belief that we created usually when we're really young to protect us from whatever situation. Um, so a lot, a very standard belief, including for me was that I'm not good enough. And a lot of times when you're young and you face challenge, you don't have the skills and you kind of, you know, power in, or you look for comfort somewhere and kind of depending on what happens, you may put some armor up and you kind of keep that as you go through life and it goes into your subconscious. And so as an adult, you face a, a situation and you say, well, I'm not good enough to do that. And you almost sabotage yourself. And that's exactly what happened to me. And I kept thinking, why am I doing that? So I went back and I found some, you know, some stuff that had happened, you know, in my early childhood that it's like, okay, that probably was, you know, a situation that I just didn't believe in myself, it, but it was false. And this is the key. A limiting belief is a false belief. And so my, my coaching is pretty simple. I help you identify it. That part's kind of hard. You've got to get in there and, and unearth some stuff. And it may not be that comfortable. You sometimes. have to be honest. You got to be honest. You got to be dead honest with yeah. yourself. And, and, and sometimes it's hard. But when you do that and you find some of those things, then it's really as simple as just reversing them. So if I'm not good enough for whatever reason, you realize, you know, that that didn't make sense. I'm good enough. I've done this, this, and this. And then you reverse those and create positive affirmations, if you will. Just reverse them. I am good enough. Look what I've done. People love me. I've done this. I've done that. And then what I do is I is I just do a simple meditation and, and visualization process to anchor that in. And uh, this is where I love where the science and the spirituality come together because I talk about a lot about brain science and about how we can remap and rewire our brains. And through visualization, you know, sitting on your couch, if you do it right and you do it consistently enough, you can rewire your brain for success. It's fascinating stuff. I, I quote a lot of Dr. Joe Dispenza in there. I don't know if you've read his book, but they're fascinating about how the brain works, and how you can literally visualize yourself to success. So that's sort of my coaching, what I do. And once you establish that, you've cleared out your limiting beliefs, then you can set goals and do a lot of the standard stuff that we learn in our life about how to get ahead in life. Mm -hmm. It really works. Because I found when I set goals before, my limiting beliefs would always sabotage those goals. So once I cleared that out, 
then goal setting was pretty darn easy because I didn't have that sabotaging self-limiting belief in the way. Yeah. You understand why I wanted Scott on the show. He's seeing everything we've been talking about here and there's in pieces and he's just put them together, right? The idea of meditation, the idea of affirmations and its importance and why I started uh, that your personal hype man podcast and saying I am enough, right? Gratitudes and just, you know, being honest with yourself and working on yourself. And these are things that I encourage you to do. And, you know, you kind of, Scott, come out and, and put that all in a package, which I think is important. And so the thing about, guys that we're saying mostly though is that you have to be honest and you have to be willing to do this for yourself yeah. and so uh someone recently had just said hey it seems like you're taking a pivot but uh with what you're doing with the podcast and the thing is and the truth is you have to do these things i think that's what i've learned in my own journey and chasing my own dreams so take it with a grain of salt this is what happened for me is i found the importance of all this and so it's not that i'm pivoting but i'm bringing people on who can tell you what's worked and what helps and how people are actually successful with what they're doing. And I think, Scott, you've kind of hit that on the head with your journey, but also with the second step of what you're doing in helping people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a process. And, you know, that you said it is that the key to is to be consistent. First, you got to admit that, you know, you want, you want some help, mm-hmm. you know, you know cause, and really that's as, as life coach, it's really, I just try to help people with different perspectives. You know, I try to help ask the right questions, give you a new perspective on how to think some things. And, and as you see in the book, it, my old training background comes out because it is a workbook. So I always say, if you don't write it down, it doesn't exist. So uh, I ask questions, you write them down, and then we discuss them. And the same thing happens in, in the book. So Scott's done the science and research for you guys and is telling you things that you can do. So look into it. You know, the links to the book and everything Scott's done is on the show notes page. But Scott, one, one thing I want to talk about also is now that you're here, now that you kind of went through your own journey, what is that like? Because I think sometimes people uh, just think that things are too far to attain and therefore it's just not feasible. But it sounds like you've kind of, you're at this place where you've hit it. And so can you talk a little bit about that and from that perspective of going through that journey and kind of working through it as you have? Yeah, that's it, a great question because I thought about that a lot because um, part of it is, as I was writing the book and, and launching my, my coaching practice, uh, I thought, okay, I, I've got it. I, I put the things in place and I'm good to go. And I realized that I still was on my journey because mm-hmm. part of stage 12 is mentoring, but it's also being successful. Uh, it's not necessarily the monetary part. I think money is an ener- energetic value. It's also sort of a how we tally up things. Um, so I had to kind of even double down a little bit more and, and continue to, to use the skills that I learned in my journey to push that out there. And so, but I think for me, the key is finding your purpose. Mm. And that can sound huge. And I don't want to scare people off because sometimes you say, oh, finding your purpose, you know, that's crazy, a big, big deal. But Joseph Campbell talks about in the hero's journey, the center of the hero's journey is following what he calls your bliss. Your bliss is that thing that you love to do in your life, that you would do it for free if nobody paid you. And when you start doing it, you just lose all track of time. It's the thing that just lights you up. That's what, that's what the bliss is. And what he says is if you follow that bliss, it probably can lead you to your life's purpose. Mm-hmm. So, so what that is, and I try to tell people is that, so 
if you're looking to find your life purpose, what gets you out of bed every morning? What makes you jump out of bed and just want to, you know, get the day started? Well, finding your purpose will do that. And whether that is your vocation or not, it doesn't matter because you don't have to get paid to, to do your purpose. Um, it's what makes you jump out of bed in the morning. And so all you do is follow those things that light you up and follow that. Where's that going to lead? What do I want to do? Who can I help? And then the other key point is that usually when you find your purpose, there's always a component of helping others in some way. It's kind of this built-in magic really that is. if you follow your bliss, follow things that lights you up, try to connect that with helping others, it will lead you to something that really will be your purpose. And so for me, when I when I really started to understand that, and I was jumping out of bed and I couldn't wait, you know, to get to get going, you know, to I'm gonna work on my purpose today. And that is to to write content, to write uh, videos to create videos and t- that will give people new perspectives and help them get unstuck. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of us out there that don't necessarily, you know, have been successful at some points in their life, but then have either lost it or we're just kind of bumping up when we know there's more out there for us, but we're stuck. Sometimes a new little perspective can go a long way. So guys, I hope you, I hope you heard that because I think too often we look for the end goal and because we're so focused on the goal, once we get there, what do you do now? What do you do once you hit that? But when you find your purpose, reaching a goal is irrelevant because you're still going. You're still living in that purpose. Purposes can change. You can have multiple purposes. But it, this is why I also tell you and why I don't do or have businesses on the podcast anymore is it's not about the money. The money will come. But when you find your purpose, when you find the reason to get up, um, and I'm happy, Scott, that you found yours. And I feel like I'm living mine. It doesn't matter, right? right? It doesn't matter if you have a day job. Like, that's an example. I have a day job. That's not my purpose. I enjoy it. I love it. It, it helps keep me and my family um, afloat. But my yeah. purpose is this, is having these kinds of conversations and working and helping in this way. And whether I reach the goal or not, it doesn't matter because I'm living in my purpose. Whereas people who are goal-oriented, if you don't reach your goal, y'all beat yourself up pretty quick. Yeah. So quick. Yeah, it's the journey. You guys come back to the journey. It, yeah. it, you know, love, love the journey. Uh, it's 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 powerful, very powerful. So let me ask you, as someone who has worked with people who are trying to figure out their purpose and and struggle with that, is there any tips besides you know going through these this workbook that we can share with them today to help them kind of get a jump start on this? Okay. You know, it's interesting because I've been thinking a lot, as you probably have too, at this at this stage of we're being sheltered in place. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of fear going around. Yeah. Uh, and as I talked today in, in the book, uh, facing your fears is really part of the key to to finding a purpose, to living, you know, your, your fulfilled life. Um, and so what I'm trying to do now is to try to actually just do more meditations. I'm trying to double down on my meditation because it's just a stressful time. And I just want to encourage people, if you haven't tried meditation, to explore it. Because, and I start off with guided meditation because just sitting there silently, your brain's going to go crazy. I don't know if you've tried that, Amy, but you know the brain is going to do anything it can to have you not sit still. Mm. So guided meditations are a great way to guide you through to calm yourself down. Um, and it, But it does so much more. I, I'd have to say that when I adopted uh, a meditation practice probably about six years ago, uh, that, that was part of my journey. That has aided me in all the ups and downs. So I guess I would say, as simple as it might be, is, is adopt a meditation program. If you have it, 
double down now in, in, in this you know, time of uncertainty. And, um, and then I, I have some exercises that you'll be able to find on my website that basically then guide you through just picking out a goal, calming yourself down with meditation, and then visualizing the success of that goal. And it could be as simple as that. And, but when you visualize the success of, of having you know, attained that goal, like we talked about, it's more than attaining the goal. It's the feeling. How do you feel now after you've attained the goal? And literally conjure it up in your mind. You want to feel that because it actually releases chemicals. And that's what helps us rewire the brain. Feel the emotion of having achieved the goal and or like we talked about, what, what was the path taking you there? And how did you enjoy and, and, and get to that goal? So, so I, I would say that. Uh, you know, for, for whatever reason, I don't know actually what it is or why I've fought it so long. Uh, I've done gratitudes, affirmations, exercise, the journaling, the meditation part has been my struggle. And it's yeah. actually in this time of uh, sheltering in place that I've actually given it more of a option. Okay. Like I, I've taken it up at least recently, but not, not to the best. And I actually am going to look up some guided meditations to see if I can get some assistance with it. But what I found is when I started, there's a remarkable difference in your mindset. Yeah. And it's funny, and I, I still don't know why I fought it. Maybe it's the woo-woo that people kind of att attach to it. There isn't yeah. a woo-woo, guys. It, it actually is very helpful. Um, but I'm not good at it. But I would say, guys, I got to say, it, it does. I'm still new to it, but I am seeing a difference. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, I was just suggesting to give it a try. And uh, it does, it does, it's interesting when you talk about mindfulness, and that also can kind of really set you up to take on your hero's journey and face that kind of fear. Because mm -hmm. it's when we kind of are able to shut the world out, and we kind of calm down a little bit that we can just take on a different perspective, an awareness that that really has changed my life. And I mm -hmm. think if people just start it, start slow, and, and just stick with it. You know, um, I, I like that you said that because that's actually what the impetus was for me to start the meditation in this time of, uh, and I talk about right. this in a podcast in a few weeks, but in this time of negative news, right? Everybody's, yeah. it's just a lot of fear. It's a lot of, anytime you turn on the TV, it's like, um, and I started turning off alerts on the phone because it was just yeah. too much. It was just getting yeah. too much. And so cutting off the world was actually what I needed for my peace of mind and which I, I didn't realize, but is something I, I've always known meditation is the thing that will help, right? It's one of the five that people often recite. Um, but I gotta say guys, I am a believer at the moment. Yeah. It's helping. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Awesome. Yeah. So Scott, we got to do something important first. We got right. to get to know you a little bit better, which means right. it's time for the questions. All right. All right. Before I get Ooh, to the questions, you've given a lot of advice today and the meditation was one of them. But let me ask you, what is one thing that these guys could do today? It might be the, the answer might be meditation, but overall, if you had one shot, one answer to give to them, what would you say? Hmm. Well, let's see. So I'm not going to do, I'm going to do another one other than meditation. Um, I would say, okay, here, here it is. Next time you watch a movie, look for the hero's journey. We've talked a little bit about it today. Watch the movie a little bit differently and watch <laughs> for that time where they're in their ordinary world and then something happens and they jump into the unknown world. Watch a movie differently next time. You know, it's hard to get away from it. 
<laughs> All right. Five questions. That's right. a terrible first question. So let's try another one. All right. Number All right. one. Which wine region would you like to visit the most? Oh, wow. Wine region. I, um, yeah, I would say like uh, Sonoma County uh, in, in California, like, like there once, but you know what? Now just hit me. I want to go to Washington state. I don't even know like where the wine is grown there, but I love Washington state wines. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> if you could live in the house from any movie, which would you choose? Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, as you know, it's, this is crazy. The first thing that came to my mind was Animal House, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I want to go one. I, I guess I'm just going to go with, um, I can't think of another one, An Animal House. All right. I'm, not really part, I'm not really a party animal, but it, it did look pretty fun. <laughs> All right. Number three. Do you have any crazy neighbors? Crazy neighbors? Well, I just moved. So actually not now, but before I thought they were crazy. I was living on the third floor and there was people above me and it was a thunderous herd of elephants every uh, day so they were crazy to me i feel like people have to people go through that at least once i, I had one of those all right yeah. number four what do you wish you had learned in school oh gee so much they you know <laughs> finances we don't learn in school how to be relational uh, you know, deal with relationships. I mean, where don't get me started. Uh, I, I feel like I did. All right, yeah, finance, yeah. finance, and relations. All right. Yeah. Um. Last question. Ready? Yeah. What do you still have from your childhood? I have, I have this little bell. It's a little bell that you ring, and it's, it's like a, a porcelain top, and it's like a, it's silver. And my mom, we used to use it when I would get sick. And uh, I would, she put this little bell by my bed. And if oh. I needed something, she'd enter, she would, I would ring the bell. I still have that. It's in my office. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Scott, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing about the hero's journey, helping these guys get a little bit better so that they can figure out their own journey, their own purpose and help them. How can they connect with you if they want to find you outside of this podcast? Yeah. So my website, it's the www.j, the letter J, scottmcmillan.com and you can find me there and hit me up on my social media uh, it's funny i just wrote a blog i just launched it today that actually talks about the hero's journey and the coronavirus actually you'll probably find it pretty interesting because a lot of what we talked about today mm -hmm. i basically take the hero's journey i tell you a little bit about each stage and then how the coronavirus is kind of filtered through and what we're all going through collectively that so is Today. Awesome, guys. I will put the link in the show notes so you can find it there. You can also find all the links that Scott just mentioned on the show notes page over at amyj21.com slash episode 220. That's episode 220. Scott, thank you once again, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, remember, don't stop. Keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.